Welcome to Staying Ageless Podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Associate, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we will be chatting about metaphysical colon hydrotherapy and the benefits of boosting the lymphatic system. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to give you guys some background on the lymph system and some lifestyle things that you can do to optimize it. And later, we will chat with Stephanie Cato, a certified colon hydrotherapist who is also a massage therapist that specializes in lymphatic drainage. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning in for the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in Australia. Uganda, Mozambique, South Africa, the UK, France, Germany, Canada, Poland, and the USA. I appreciate you all. If this show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and write a review. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Okay. Today, we are going to talk about your lymphatic system. (laughs) Your lymphatic system, which is actually part of your immune system, has many functions. It includes things like protecting your body from illness-causing invaders, maintaining body fluid levels, absorbing digestive tract facts, and removing cellular waste, all super important. Blockages, diseases, or infections can affect your lymphatic system. The lymphatic system is made up of a network of tissues, vessels, and organs that work together to move a colorless, watery fluid called the lymph back into your circulatory system or your bloodstream. Some 20 liters of plasma flow through your body's arteries and smaller arterial blood vessels and capillaries every single day. After delivering the nutrients to the body cells and the tissues and receiving the waste products, about 17 liters are returned to the circulation by way of the veins. The remaining three layers seep through the capillaries and into the body tissues. So the lymphatic system collects this excess fluid, now called lymph, from tissues in your body and then moves it along until it ultimately returns into the bloodstream. So the lymphatic system has many functions, as I talked about some of them. So it's maintaining the fluid levels, okay? So it's collecting that excess fluid that drains from the cells and returning to the bloodstream. It's absorbing the fats from the digestive tract. This includes fluids from the intestines that contain fats and proteins and transporting that back to the bloodstream. It's protecting our body against foreign invaders. So it's a part of the immune system and it produces and releases lymphocytes or white blood cells and other immune cells that monitor and then destroy foreign invaders, things like bacteria, viruses, parasites, and fungi that enter the body. And then again, it transports and removes waste products and abnormal cells from the lymph. There's so many parts of the lymphatic system. I'll just mention a few. The actual lymph or the lymphatic fluid, which is the fluid that we talked about that drains from the cells and the tissues. The lymph nodes, And these are like bean-shaped glands that monitor and cleanse the lymph as it filters through them. So the nodes filter out the damaged cells and the cancer cells, and the nodes also produce and store lymphocytes and other immune system cells that attack and destroy bacteria and harmful substances that are in the fluid. 
we have about 600 lymph nodes scattered throughout the body. Usually we think of lymph nodes, you think about our throat, you know, when your throat's swollen, you got a cold and your lymph nodes in your throat are swollen. Well, there's more all over your body. Some exist as a single node. Others are closely connected groups called chains. A few of the more familiar locations of lymph nodes are in the armpit, groin, and neck. Most people know the ones in the neck. Then there's the lymphatic vessels. These are a network of capillaries that transport the lymph away from the tissues. There's collecting ducts. These are the uh, places where the lymphatic vessels empty the lymph. The spleen is a part of it uh, because the spleen filters and stores blood and produces white blood cells as well. The thymus is a part of it. This is an organ in the upper chest beneath the breastbone. It matures a specific type of white blood cell that fights off foreign organisms as well. The tonsils, bone marrow, pyres, patches. These are small masses of lymphatic tissue actually in the mucous membrane that lines our small intestine. And these lymphoid cells monitor and destroy bacteria in the intestines. So there's a bunch of them. To keep our lymphatic system strong and healthy, we should... Avoid exposure to toxic chemicals like those in pesticides, cleaning products. All of these chemicals can build up in our system and make it hard for our body to filter waste. Drink plenty of water to stay hydrated so the lymph can easily move throughout the body. That's a really big one. And limit the intake of processed foods. So these are just basic things that we would do just to stay healthy in general. But here are some things we can do to actually boost the lymphatic system a bit. So rebounding is one of my favorite ones. I actually do this on my Pilates Reformer because it has a it has a thing where you can remove the bar and put this little jump board so I can jump up and down on my Pilates Reformer. But um, lymphatic fluid flows through the channels called vessels. One way to increase the flow and to flush out this uh, metabolic waste faster is to jump up and down. Not kidding. So get on a trampoline or a rebounder. Uh, which is like a little mini trampoline, skip some rope, jump around in place. And it really should be vertical rather than horizontal. That's usually the, the most benefit, but the whole point is that it stimulates the lymphatic system. Inversions also increase the flow of the lymphatic system. So if you're doing yoga, if you're hanging upside down or you're doing some inversions in yoga, this is really good for the flow through your legs and your lower body. If you're doing headstands, things like that, very good for your lymphatic system. By creating a different direction of gravity, you actually increase the force of the metabolic waste so that it can free up and move out of your system more easily. Massage is amazing for draining the lymphatic system. Um, When we press down and massage the tissue, it, it results in a release of pressure and that helps to move things along as well. Herbs can be helpful. There are certain herbs that are very helpful for, um, cleansing the lymphatic system. Things like echinacea, um, astragalus, golden seal, um, turmeric, ginger, cinnamon, coriander, and more. Raw foods can actually help a bit. When you give your body a break from processed foods, you give your lymphatic system a break because it's not trying to remove cellular waste as much. So the cleaner you eat, the better that is. So that just is another way to just give your body a little break. Um, and, and I think that would also apply to even like, a a detox type of uh, type of diet or juicing or juice fast or um, a little bit of fasting. I think that would also help as well. Practicing yoga. I kind of mentioned this when I talked about inversions, but general congestion of lymph nodes can be adjusted through the movements, twisting and inversion that yoga provides. So things like downward dog, cobra, twisting chair, bow pose, bridge, triangle, sun salutations always help boost the lymphatic system.
We can also sweat it out, child. Get in a sauna or do infrared sauna therapy. This is very helpful. It's a way to clean up our internal system. We get to sweat it out. We could do dry skin brushing. So before, after your bath or shower, you can use a dry skin brush. It's a simple tool um, and gently run it across your skin. It not only removes dead skin, which helps the lymphatic system to sweat out toxins, but it also will help um, with other skin issues. Some people say it also helps with like cellulite. All right. Uh, Deep breathing, very important. The lymphatic system works in many ways to process and expel toxins, bacteria, and other things that are potential issues for our health. But deep breathing um, is another way that we can pick up those chemicals and carry them outside of our body. So practicing deep breathing throughout the day, meditation, or in your yoga practice, those things can be helpful. Drinking water, I think, is probably the most simple yet important part of boosting your lymphatic system because the lymphatic system is actually composed of about 95% water. So in order for us to keep things moving, it's essential that we stay hydrated. So make sure that you're getting in at least half your body weight in fluid ounces of water, if not more, if you're, especially if you're in a hot place, and that you're doing this daily in order to stay hydrated. And then acupuncture is another one that's very wonderful for stimulating a number of bodily functions. Some studies have actually shown that acupuncture can increase T lymph cells within the body and acupuncture results in sort of this waking up of bodily energy or G, which is a process that can actually send more metabolic waste to the lymph nodes to be processed out. So it can help kind of rev up that process of uh, releasing um, waste via the lymph. All right. I think those are the, the main points that I want to talk about today. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to speak to our amazing guest. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, Visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. I am super excited to announce the launch of the new destination I created for online programs called Staying Ageless University. At Staying Ageless University, we create epic content to teach you about holistic wellness, and transformational healing programs to help you achieve extraordinary longevity. We believe that learning is an essential component of healing and creating lasting change, and every one of our programs are created from protocols that I have tried and tested on clients who have achieved optimal wellness by following them. Our signature programs include Staying Ageless 30+, plus, 
which is designed to help women 30 plus interested in staying fly till you're 99 or close to it, create lasting healthy rituals, and the all new Raw Girls Hormonal Balancing Academy for women suffering with fibroids, PCOS, endometriosis, cysts, or menopausal symptoms. If you're ready to use holistic means to take control of your hormones and get your life back. We also have two new programs that are amazing for New Year's Clean Starts, Detox Your Life, which includes 30-day plant-based detox, either raw or vegan, and Candida and Parasites Be Gone for those who are ready to kick Candida overgrowth or parasites to the curb for good. Enrollment is now open for three of our programs, and we officially launched January 1st, 2021. You can learn more about us and our program offerings at stayingagelessuniversity.com. Hope to see you in class. Today's guest is Stephanie Cato. She is a metaphysical healer and certified colon hydrotherapist who has coined her own term for her work, which she calls metaphysical hydrotherapy. She believes that the colon holds many emotional issues such as support, grief, control, financial, and sexual issues. And in her sessions, her clients can choose to access their energetic body by opening to their soul's truth, their emotional body by staying present with what they're feeling during the session, their mental body by observing existing belief systems, and their physical body by connecting with the massage techniques that she utilizes in her sessions. She is also a certified massage professional and employs lymphatic drainage massage, acupuncture, reflexology, and deep tissue when needed. Hi, Stephanie, and welcome to Staying Ageless. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So let's start with how in the world did you get into being a colon hydrotherapist? It's not exactly one of those, when I grow up, this is what I want to be. (laughs) Um, Tell us a little bit about your journey. Sure. Um, So I was working in business administration at the time. And I called this place. I wanted to get a massage. And they said, no, we do colon hydrotherapy. And I said, really, what's that? They told me, it's all right, I'll go do that. And it really spoke to me. At the time, I wasn't particularly healthy. I did change my diet. I lost about 10 pounds. And, you know, after going back a few times, they thought I'd make a good therapist. They offered to train me. And here I am. Wow, that's super cool. And then at what point in your journey, how long have you been doing this? 25 years. And at what point in your journey did you kind of shift into, I guess, uh, the whole metaphysical colonic thing? Can you explain that? And then also how you got led into doing that? Okay, so let me start by by what that is. Metaphysical colon hydrotherapy is the style of healing that I created. And basically what I do is I work with my clients to really understand the wisdom of their body and work with that wisdom to help them to self-heal. So I believe that when the body goes to dysfunction, it's loving us by helping us to wake up to some truths what we may not be very aware of, whether it's on the physical level, emotional, mental, or spiritual. Uh, we cover that in each of the sessions. And how I got to that was by doing my own internal healing work. Um, I would never ask any of my clients to do anything that I wouldn't do myself or haven't done. And so as a result of me doing my own work, it just naturally developed in my work with clients. Okay. So technically speaking, what are the specific differences from like, if I'm going to a regular colonic, going to get a regular colonic from going to your place? So a traditional colonic, they are probably going to really focus on diet and, you know, lifestyle. Of course, they're going to hit all the 
make sure you're drinking enough water and you're eating foods that, you know, are not anti-inflammatory, that are anti-inflammatory and, you know, um, decongesting for the body, making sure you're exercising, deep breathing, things like that. I cover that as well, but then I will go into really understanding what the body is specifically asking for that person to do. Now, I'm also a, um, an intuitive healer. And so at the beginning of my sessions, I actually do a lot of energy work and I'm getting a lot of information about the person. And then I share that with them. And from there, we can start to talk about what's going on. But it's very interesting because a lot of times if they say something that is the truth or if I ask them something and they affirm their body will start to release. So that is the wisdom of the body that is answering mm -hmm. and really letting the person know, yes, that's absolutely correct. It's, it's a fascinating thing to work with. Yeah, that's super fascinating. Can you speak to the difference between open system, closed system, gravity method, these different things that people use to talk about colonics? Because I think it confuses a lot of people. Yes, absolutely. So I have both systems. I have an open and a closed. The closed system is more passive. The person is lying on a massage table. And um, my particular style is to fill very gently. So that pressure will continue to increase. The person will probably feel like they have to have a bowel movement right away. And that will continue to increase because we're increasing the internal pressure of the body. But it's why I go so slowly because I want it to be very safe. When the person feels like they've had enough water, they let me know and I open it up and the water and the waste goes inside of a closed tube through the instrument and out to the sewer. And then we just go back and forth filling and emptying. I give the body plenty of time to fill, plenty of time to empty. With the open system, you're more in a reclining position. It is gravity. So the pressure is gonna be higher than the closed system. And that one's more interactive. So when the person feels like releasing, they actually bear down, very mm -hmm. similarly to how you would bear down when you're trying to have a bowel movement at home. So that one's going to be more like a toilet experience. They're both equally effective. It's really more a matter of preference. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And how do you feel about machines? I feel like I've seen ones that are more like, it's like, they're not, there's not a colon hydrotherapist in the room. And then there's water that's coming through this. Oh, that's, that's the open system. Okay. Yeah. So because the open system is a continuous fill and empty, um, that one people typically do leave clients on by themselves. Now, that's not my way personally. I don't judge how anybody runs their business. That's their business. But the reason people come to me specifically is for love and nurturing. They're coming to me because they want to really self-heal and they want to learn how to do that. And they can't receive any of that if I'm not in the room. It's also, yeah. I just feel it's safer if I'm in there. If the person, you know, because if you think about it, Colon hydrotherapy is a very vulnerable type of process. And, you know, when somebody feels very vulnerable and something happens and they don't know what's happening, they don't know what to do, it's going to really scare them. And there's just no need for that. So I stay in the room. Yeah, no, I think it's much safer too. So that's, that's great. What would you say is the, what would you recommend, I guess, as the number of times someone needs to get a colonic? I know it differs for different people and I have my own answer to this question, but I would like to hear your answer to this question. Yeah, it does differ. So it really just depends on what the person is doing, what their intention is. If somebody is coming in for a cleanse, you know, they may want more sessions than somebody who just, you know, wants to come in once a year or something to clear out. 
So it, it really just depends on the person and what their particular needs are. For me, in order to book an appointment, you actually have to fill out a fairly extensive questionnaire because I want to rule out any contraindications and make sure that it's a safe, safe treatment for you to get. But also, um, you know, I want to, I want to be able to really understand what's going on with a person because I like to make some suggestions in terms of diet and, you know, hydration and different things before they come in so they can really prepare their body and they're able to get the best out of it. You know, it's, it's as effective as it can be. Yeah, no, that's great. I actually really feel like that doesn't happen enough when you go to a colon hydrotherapist. There's not enough like, this is what you need to do to prepare or this is what you need to do afterwards. I've For, for many years, I feel like I felt like I was being tossed to the wolves and I didn't know what was about to happen. Uh, so sure. That's actually a really good thing. Yeah. Can you talk about some of the contraindications? Oh, yeah. Contraindications if um, anybody has any colon cancer or if they have uncontrolled um, blood pressure or, uh, you know, renal failure, congestive heart disease, you know, these types of things, right? If they have any fissures or fistulas, that is another reason why I rule out contraindications at the beginning, because, you know, all kinds of people come in with different types of dysfunction and illness. And I just need to always make sure that their tissue has not been compromised and is strong enough to be able to take a, a colonic. No, that makes a lot of sense. And what kinds of emotional things have you noticed any patterns, I would say, when it comes to emotional blocks and and also being blocked internally, waste-wise? I'm just curious about that. Okay, so basically from my particular belief system and how I work as a therapist, the body has manifested some type of congestion, which is blocking them. Let's take constipation. So the body has manifested that, but it didn't start in the physical body. Yes, somebody perhaps isn't drinking as, as much water. Perhaps they're eating foods that's congesting them and inflaming them. All of that is contributing to the constipation, but it doesn't start there. It starts emotionally. It starts mentally with what they believe in, right? It starts spiritually with their level of trust or distrust, depending. So when people get to me, I'm able to access them through the physical body because of their dysfunction, but it's why I created the style of healing because we can't just address the physical if they're going to self-heal. They need to understand what belief systems they have that they're holding onto that may no longer serve them. Perhaps it did at another time in their life, but not anymore. And to really understand how and where they're holding their emotions because it's scary for people to feel that vulnerability. And so what do they do with their emotions? They have to do something with it. A lot of times they will keep it right in their bodies. And then their body starts to go to dysfunction to wake them up, to help them look at maybe whatever it is that they're not looking at. Yeah. Does that no, answer your question? Yeah, no, 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 totally. That, that makes sense. Okay. Let's talk about lymph. Um, <laughs> lymph. <laughs> lymph. Um, Okay, yes. so lymph, you do lymph drainage massages, correct? Lymphatic drainage massage. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So our lymphatic system is something that not a lot of people are aware of. And it's such an important system. It's part of our circulatory system. So what happens is when the blood is being pumped out by the heart, it leaves the arteries and there are um, blood capillaries that have little holes in them. Because it's pumping out the blood through the arteries, there's a lot of pressure. 
And that pressure pushes out fluid. That fluid then becomes lymph, all right? And so the lymphatic system, it is, the main jobs are to balance the fluid in the body, to get nutrients to the cells, and to return that fluid back into the circulatory system. It's really important that that happens. And why people end up getting that kind of bloat in their body is because generally speaking, their lymphatic system is congested. And where we have congestion, we have stagnation. And the difference between, let's say, the blood being pumped by the heart, we actually have to move our lymphatic system. And we do that superficially with deep breathing and dry skin brushing. And I brought a, a skin brush to show you. Um, and muscularly with deep breathing and um, exercise, cellular exercise specifically. Because if you think about it, you know, back in the day, we were chasing our food and we're working the soil and we don't really do that so much anymore. We just get in our cars and we go to the store and pick it up. And, you know, especially now with what's going on and a lot of us are home a lot more, even more so our lymphatic systems are taking a hit. So it's very, very important uh, for overall health because everything works together everything. Your body is so interconnected. And that's one of the reasons why I do that. But when somebody comes in for a lymphatic drainage session, yes, we're going to do that to jumpstart the lymph and get it moving. But I always talk to them about how they need to eat and what they need to do to maintain their lymphatic system and make sure that it's draining daily. That's very, very important. Okay. And this sounds, I mean, because the lymph is so important, it's, it sounds as if some, like anyone could get a lymph massage, but I think most people think about lymphatic drainage only for people who have lymphedema or like an, a serious problem. When do you recommend it? Uh, like you said, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's just something that I think, I think what surprises people is how unbelievably relaxing it is. It's so relaxing because the lymph is just right under the skin. So I'm doing a very gentle kind of moving it along type of thing. I personally use a, uh, a wand and I was going to show you. Um, mine is a two part. So this is a wand that I use. It's a photon wand and it uses light and ozone. And why I do that is because I want to be able to start to break up some of that congestion first. If I can do that first, then when I come in with the manual lymph, it's going to be a lot easier to move decongested lymph as opposed to congested lymph, right? Okay. So, you know, everybody I think would benefit definitely from getting a lymphatic drainage, definitely from getting a colonic. Most of my clients will combine them just because it's such a, a lovely thing to do. But if you when you stimulate the lymphatic system, it's so relaxing. It actually shifts the person into parasympathetic, which will help them to relax. Um, and that will make their colonic usually even more effective because their body's in a relaxed state. They're not all stressed. So you, so a lot of times you do that first and then you do the colonic. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll do that first. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Hmm. And how often should one do that? Even if it was just more like for maintenance. For maintenance, I mean, that is really just up to the person. You know, I would say go in and try it. I'm very much a person that says, talk to your body. Your body will guide you. So that whenever, whenever you're, if somebody asks me that, when should I come back? I always say, okay, take a minute, close your eyes, ask your body. And they always come up with an answer. Why? Because everything we need to know exists within us. And so much of the time we're conditioned to go out there for our answers 
and everything within is there. Awesome. And and how do both of these things tie in with, I guess, longevity? Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> I have been doing colon hydrotherapy and lymphatic for 25 years. And um, I am a person that definitely walks my talk. I do make sure that I drink my water and I eat properly. I clean my colon. I move my lymph. I do everything that I ask my clients to do. And I will be 55 this March. So it really can show you just by example of how you can, you can extend your life when you are taking care of yourself by doing self-loving type of treatments by uh, working on your immune system, by eating in a way that's going to strengthen you. You know, it, it is a lot. I get it. And a lot of people, when you get stressed out, you've got things to do. You've got to take the kids to school and work and all these things. It can seem like a lot. But when you start to really bring these things in just as part of your lifestyle and, you know, you start to live this way, you start to feel better you sleep better, you're a lot more calm, you're not as reactive. All of these things are going to reduce your stress level. Mm. And when we reduce our stress level, that's when we really start to have longevity in a way that's not just in years, but in quality. Definitely. Love it. Love it. Where can <laughs> people find you online? And where can they book an appointment? Um, you know, they can find me at eosucolonics.com and, uh, my, my information is there that so they can go ahead and reach out. And, you know, I would say for your listeners to definitely take some time to go through my website. There's a lot of information on there and I really break it down specifically physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual so that people can kind of see the difference of how I approach, uh, the different types of disease and dysfunction. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I really appreciate your time. Oh, you're welcome. This was fun. Thank you, Sosa. All right. It's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs, or respond to the call for questions via my profile at The Raw Girl, or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. Today, we have a question from Amanda who asks, I am interested in getting a colonic, but I heard I can do an enema at home. What is the difference and what would you recommend? Hi, Amanda. So colonics and enemas both aim to cleanse the colon by introducing water by way of the rectum. Although the treatments are similar in approach and they supposedly have similar health benefits, there are some key differences between them. So a colonic can actually involve up to a gallon or more of water. It takes multiple infusions of water and it will help clean a larger portion of the bowel. While an enema is usually a one-time infusion of water, unless you're refilling your bag multiple times, which is going to help clear mostly the lower part of the colon. 
So to administer a colonic, you need a certified colon hydrotherapist like our guest today to administer that for you, assuming you have no contraindications. And I usually tell people to ask your friends or ask a family member for a recommendation. It's always better when it comes from someone you know who's had a good experience. And you're correct. You can do an enema from the comfort of your home. All you need is an enema bag or an enema bucket, and you can find a comfortable place in your bathroom or home to administer it. If you've never had a colonic before and you actually are cleared to do so, I highly recommend going to a professional first. So going to a, a, a colon hydrotherapist so that you're familiar with the process. After some sessions with a hydrotherapist, you can then venture into the world of enemas by a good enema bag or bucket. And there are many places that sell them, including Amazon. Um, and then you can perform your enemas as needed. When you're doing this at home, remember that you're going to use distilled water to ensure the water is completely clean and you're not introducing any harmful substances into your colon. Also make sure that you thoroughly clean and sanitize your enema bag and bucket before and after use for safety. I hope this helps. Okay, okay. I hope that today's episode gave you some insights on colon hydrotherapy from an interesting perspective if you never considered it. And perhaps today you also learned what the heck your lymph system is and why it's important that it functions optimally. Of course, the simplest way for us to keep all the symptoms of the body healthy is to pay attention to mind, body, and spirit by ensuring that we eat whole foods, we move our bodies, we have ample time in silence or for stress release. And as we alluded to today, having a regular place to process your emotions can also go a long way in keeping you healthy and preventing stagnation in your body. Today, I leave you with a quote by Sherry A. Rogers, who said, the road to health is paved with good intestines. (laughs) Well, that's all for today, sis. If you are looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at therawgirl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. For more on the show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com. 